Howdy. 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 My dog's poking me. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Which one? Luna, she's punching me in the thigh. Does that mean it's time to go? <laughs> but I just got here. <laughs> we just got here. What are you talking? What are you talking? Well, welcome to Listen and Learn or Not. I am Anna D with Coach Lori and Claire. We are the Thompson Twins of podcasting. We got the redhead. We got the... Are you are you blonde, Claire? There's, there's a couple of streaks. I've got, okay, some, like, blonde. I've got blonde highlights. We got the eyebrowless. Oh, no. <laughs> Do we really? I think we had a listener laugh that I needed to pencil in my brows once. <laughs> you know, my, my eyebrows are actually disappearing. I noticed that a couple of months ago. Like, I don't have them anymore. Is that weird? That yeah, is. that is weird. And it's I not mean, that you pluck them? No, no, I don't pluck them. They're I've just... never had like big, bushy, you know, brow eyebrows anyway, but I'm looking at a mirror right now. But I mean, I used to have them, but now they're just really light. They're just like these little, like tufts. <laughs> so I guess I gotta I guess I gotta draw them in if I if I ever go out in public again I'll have to put them on there or you know what I did tattoo what? tattooed tattooed my really? mm-hmm. yep now you're gonna oh. find a picture of me and stare at it to see if you can tell <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing <laughs> you are not kidding I'm going back every after every video now I'm going to scrutinize all of them <laughs> Yep, I got I him tattooed. And the reason is I won it in a raffle. You won tattooed eyebrows in a raffle? I did at a women's networking event. I was like, yeah, I think that would be good. Oh my gosh. And I actually did my eyeliner as well. I feel like it saves me hours of makeup. Sharon wants to do that. She she's been talking about getting her eyeliner tattooed on for years. It's and so our, worth it. Her, our sister-in-law does it uh, professionally. So well, there you go. Well, now that we're living here, we, she might actually get it done. Yeah, but I, she's never mentioned the eyebrows. Doesn't that, though, like, okay, eyeliner, I understand, because that's kind of function as well as form. But eyebrows, don't you want to occasionally change their color with, you know, your mood? Um, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, asked and answered. I, I, would, I would think that more of eyeliner that I might want to have a different day, but I found that I've had it for five years and I, I'm just happy. Yeah. That's wow. awesome. <laughs> I, I had no idea, Lori. Yep. They did such a good job then if I, if I didn't notice. Thank you. Yes, she does. Yeah. She does a great job. Have you ever thought about adding up the time that you spent doing right. your eyeliner and your eyebrows and looking back and thinking, wow, I got a whole like week back, you know? I, I feel like that. I mean, every morning when I get ready, I feel like I have so much less to do. And especially because those two things seem to take a little longer. You know, if you're trying to get a perfect eye and I wear contacts. And so mm. I get the, you know, drippy eyes when you put the solution in. So then you got to wait. So I feel like it's a win-win. So there won't be, wait, okay, first off, it is permanent. Like, it'll never come off for the rest of your life. Well, it it may fade a little. What if there comes a time in the future that you really get into the whole natural look? Would that ever concern you? Or are you just like, nope, I just need, I always need yeah, the eyeliner and, because eye, my, and eyebrow. I think my eyebrows look pretty natural. So, yeah. uh, you know, where some people do them really dark or whatever, but I did the lighter color. They stand out, but they don't look like obvious. And as far as eyeliner, I did the thinner. So like, you know, maybe if you got like the big, you know, cattails on the side, that might, you might want to change that eventually. But what <laughs> I got was real basic. I could add to it if I wanted, but I can't see myself ever not wanting to have this ever. This is yeah. so smart. Yeah. <laughs> I know when, when AJ found out, he just like almost had a meltdown. It was almost like. What? Like, Why? He, I don't know, but it was so funny. His reaction, it was on the air because he said, who would ever tattoo their face? And I go, well, I have. He's like, what? No. <laughs> I mean, almost like it was a naughty thing or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I have I have tattoos, I guess. <laughs> you do have a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Nowhere mm-hmm. else but your 
Nowhere well, else. Yeah. In fact, I am pretty, for myself, I'm pretty anti-tattoo. I My daughter has them, um, but I have never had a desire to have them. But um, but the eyes and the, and the eyebrows, I was like, yes, let's do this. Well, and that brings up another question is, uh, so basically they put a tattoo on your eyelid. I mean, think about that for a second or don't think about it, but you're, and we'll get to this in a second. You're afraid of needles. Like you, you don't like to get, right. to, to get a shot or give blood. So what was it like having your, your eyelid tattooed? So right. that is such a good question because they don't really use a needle. They use, kind. it's kind of like this scraping um, I know it sounds disgusting, but they put, you're not helping here. <laughs> well, they put some numbing on it. And so you can feel it. You know, it feels like a tug, but it doesn't hurt at all. Huh. And I'm a wuss. So if I'm saying it doesn't hurt. Yeah, it really doesn't hurt. I just tried to imagine the woman pitching it to you. <laughs> like, just knowing you, you want to do what now? <laughs> you know? Like, again, the eye, eyebrow I can understand, because that's like an inch above your eye. You can just pretend that's not happening. But you have to be able to see the eyelid thing coming, don't you? Or can you, they do it with your eyes closed? Um, no, you can have your eyes closed. And the woman who does it, Molly... I trust her. She has been in the industry, cosmetics and all of that. She knows her stuff. I felt very safe and she was very, to me, it wasn't like sometimes we think tattoo places might not be so clean or something, which I think they mostly are, but I felt very safe. I was thrilled to have it done. I haven't regretted it one minute, even while I was in the chair getting it done. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings me to the fact that I wanted the Johnson shot because I didn't want to get two shots. Because every time I ask someone, what did they say? Well, my arm hurts. I'm like, no, I don't care if my arm hurts the next day. Did the shot hurt? And the- and you were this close to getting yourself vaccinated with the J&J vaccine. Like you, Hours. last Tuesday, yeah. were the very moment they had the needle pointed right at your arm. You said, stop. Pretty no, much. You, that didn't happen that way. But. It, it, we were scheduled for 10, and I got this news like 7.30 is when I heard that they were pulling it. So, I mean, three hours before. And I and I keep thinking, what if I would have got the shot and they pulled it the next day? How would I feel? Now, here's what's interesting. The nurse, she said, we're going to replace it with Moderna, so you have an option. She said, we feel like Moderna is the gold standard, and we're the nurses. The whole thing with Johnson and Johnson, it very likely is nothing, but it's women between 18 and 48. So they may be smokers. They may be on the pill. They may, there may be some female thing, but they may just give it to men until they figure it out. Oh, wow. Interesting. No men have had this blood clots she's talking about. And blood clots happen a lot. And so it could be the shot. It could be coincidence. But on the safety and they said, we're going to pull it. So it was six out of seven million. I mean, when you would you say the expression, it, it was one in a million. This was one in a million or even less, really, than, than one in a million. And they did it out of out of an abundance of caution. But that is interesting that 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 behind the scenes they're talking about maybe just giving it to men. Um Yeah. Yeah, isn't yeah. that interesting? That was one of the options. And the nurse was just really upbeat. She goes, actually, she goes, you know, I don't like to say should, but you you could you could be really happy that you're getting the Moderna. You could be really happy about that. And mm-hmm. I wasn't. And then I got in there to get it and we were at the cafe. And so, you know, they're trying not to waste it. So they only open one vial. And then if you and it takes it, it'll give eight to ten shots. So then if there's only three people left, they're not going to open another vial until they get enough people. So oh wow, they were running around the complex trying to get people to come down and get the shot. And so I got in there and they're like, you know, we're going to let the the members get it first because I'm with the recovery cafe. And I was OK with that. But I'd already walked in. And when you have a, a needle phobia, it's like I walked in the room. And so then they're trying to hand me the paperwork. I'm like, no, I got to wait. And so then later they come in, they go, OK, we've got enough people. You can get it. And I'm like, maybe I don't want to now. <laughs> <laughs> but I was watching people get the shot. And one guy's like, seriously, you just gave me a shot. He goes, is this like a joke? 
because he seriously he didn't feel it because you know yeah. they kind of, they rub rub it hard and they keep patting you you know patting you on the arm so like you don't know and he and so I was like okay I can do this if he didn't even think he got a shot <laughs> so yeah and how did yours feel I, I mean it felt like a little prick but it wasn't there was nothing I was like oh man I, I can't believe I worked myself up over this now we had to wait for 15 minutes I had no sort of reaction but a lot of people felt a little rushed they a lot of people had some sort of something I didn't have anything I was just like, I wonder if for some people there's a little adrenaline rush there that that there I do I I, that, I like that they make you wait between 15 and 30 minutes depending on you know when you talk to them and, and your history and all that I did and I did that and um but I was curious for some people if there's like a little psych psychological effect of not the vaccine itself but just I've been waiting in line and I had to fill out these papers and I had to do this and I had to do that and then you have this oh kind of let down and I wonder if you know I think that's part of it too there was one guy that that was kind of shaking his head and the nurse was so great she was touching people she was going over patting him on the shoulder she was just so great and he goes I think it's kind of psychological and she patted him she goes it's okay whatever it is it is you don't don't you know try to right. dismiss it just it is. And so I was really glad when, I don't know if it was you, Claire, or Anna asked if I had signed up for the uh, daily check. And yeah. I was glad I did because I it makes me think every day, which I've ha I don't believe I've had one symptom at all. Now, they said the second shot. Did you guys both have Moderna? We both had Pfizer. Oh, okay. Right. And, and I've not had my second shot yet. It's in a couple of weeks. Have you, Anna? My second shot's uh, not till like a couple weeks as well. Okay, because we are a month out. Moderna is, a, you have four weeks. And she said mm -hmm. more people have reactions to the second Moderna shot. And so I'm just trying to prepare myself for that. Maybe I'll ask Anna if she'll fill in for me that day just in case, yeah. <laughs> whenever that is. I, I felt really glad that I got it, you know, because then I was like, maybe I won't get it today. And maybe even if they offer it, I won't because it, it's more the shot anxiety. But I'm glad I did. I am glad I did. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I'm proud of you. Thank Me you. Me too. You know, I was going to record it and I didn't. And you know why? I still have a lot of friends that are like, I am never getting that shot. Really? And they they have beliefs about it. And I did not want to be on Facebook and have people going, what, wait, you know. Um, but Staples, when you take your card, they will laminate it for you for free. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. There's that. So, yeah. Wait till you're done, though, because they won't be able to write on it for the second dose. <laughs> ah, good point. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> I put, I have, um, lately I don't go anywhere. I haven't even carried a purse in forever. I just have like a couple of things in this little wallet, which is my phone. And the vaccine card won't fit in there. And so when I got home, I'm looking around. I'm like, where can I put this? That's a safe place that I will remember where I put it. And so I put it somewhere. And then every day I've checked back to make sure it's there. Not so much that I'm afraid I'm going to lose it, but I'm literally going to forget where I put it in three weeks. Yeah. You know? No, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Same here. I'm <laughs> like, okay, it doesn't fit in my little phone case. So, uh, hmm. <laughs> I have mine in a Ziploc bag. There you go. We can put it with our Very passport. Smart. <laughs> right. It's funny you say that because there, there, there are these, you know, people talking about, you know, are you going to be required to have your vaccine card with you or something with you in the future if you're to travel or, or go somewhere? They're, they're literally calling in a vaccine passport. And I've, I've never seen anything officially about that happening. But that's been a discussion for people about, about whether you're going to have to prove, believe there are some colleges um, that are discussing, you know, students having to prove that they've been vaccinated before they come back in the fall. Um, I don't know if businesses are, are thinking about doing that either, but um, it's interesting that, that that card may end up being something you do want to hang on to. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I have an update about the vaccines, you guys. Oh, please. So the Pfizer CEO says a third vaccine dose will likely be needed within 12 months. Ugh. A booster? Uh, a booster, like for the variants? Or, or They didn't say booster, but some people have said booster. This, uh, what's uh -huh. his name? Pfizer CEO, Albert Boria? Mm -hmm. Or is it Borla? He's, he said people will likely need a third dose of a COVID-19 vaccine within 12 months of getting fully vaccinated. And 
He also said it's possible people will need to get vaccinated against the coronavirus annually, just like a, a seasonal oh, flu shot. That does not make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> but could they, I wonder in, in future though, could they put them together? I mean, is that something where down the road, you know, now that, now that we know what it is, we can, because think about it, the flu. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I'm not a, what's the word, epidemiologist or an entomologist for that matter. But uh, I don't, such, you need bugs. big words. No, no science. <laughs> um, Good but job. The flu, shot, the flu shot is really just kind of like a, the flu is constantly changing, right? And the mm-hmm. flu shot is really just a best guess of what it's going to be, quote, this year mm-hmm. based on years past. And mm-hmm. coronaviruses, that term coronavirus is actually a very common term for viruses. We happen to be dealing with SARS-CoV-19. Um, but I wonder in future if there is going to be a vaccine like the flu shot where it's kind of a, well, this will like cover 99% of a thing, you know, and then maybe someday it's all one shot, Lori, and then you don't have to get a bunch of them. Yeah, but I don't even like to get a flu shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they're still researching, you know, whether the protection lasts after six months. If they are, well, we have each other. Yes. (laughs) We'll we'll help you. Yeah. We'll encourage one another. (laughs) We'll have a little flu shot party. We'll get together and we'll all get our little flu shot. You know, honestly, I highly recommend not that I have anything against nurses and doctors. I love you all. I had just the most adorable National Guardsman give me my shot. And mm. I'm going to tell you what, that's incentive. If you want you want me to get a shot, you just go put somebody hot in a uniform and boom, I'm all over it. So, Lori, Lori, maybe that will help you. Maybe you just need to have like a nice team of soldiers that are administering They're, your vaccine. I'm down with that. You know, when I was a single mom, I always advised all of the single moms to get a flat tire and go to Les Schwab because they run out to greet you like you're a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> if you're feeling ugly or down, you just go to Les Schwab. I need to stand by for one second. There's about to, oh, there's barking. Hold on one second. Should we guess, Anna? Is okay. it Amazon Prime? Okay, everybody. Go, just go. Bye. You too. Come on. <laughs> what are they fighting about this time? I'm, I'm thinking it's a Prime oh. delivery. <laughs> Was it the mailman? Release the hounds! <laughs> Smithers. Smithers. Was it Sharon a- just got home and so everybody oh. just like went. Oh, they bonkers. got nuts. She's yeah. home. So She's did home. you did you guys like the picture I posted yesterday? Oh my god. First so of all, cute. Did you, who took that picture? My daughter. Okay, because that needs to win like every National Geographic <laughs> photograph award ever in the history of mankind. I agree. I will post it on the Listen and Learn Facebook page. Tell but, tell everyone what's going on there. So my granddaughter, who is four, her name is Josie, and she is a wildfire. And she, when I was there, <laughs> she was chasing lizards because it's in California, and she couldn't get close. She, I mean, I'm like, there it is. It's on that post. And she, you know, by the time she'd get there, it was gone. And so she caught one or it caught her. I'm not sure, but it is <laughs> on her nose, hanging down across her face. <laughs> it and caught if you, her. If you told me that, that I, she had a lizard on her nose, I would not have believed you. And that <laughs> photograph is unbelievable. <laughs> it's like when you put the spoon on your nose. It's like that. Yes. Only it's a yeah. Lizard. yeah. How long did it stay there? You know, I don't know. I need to ask my daughter because I'm thinking she could she could have videoed that. I think it could have gone viral. This could have been the big break. <laughs> Plus, oh. she's so beautiful and she's got the prettiest yeah. eyes. And of course, she's my granddaughter. Right. But yeah, lizard face. <laughs> <laughs> lizard face it is so so cute she you're oh. right she is a spitfire you can oh. see it in her eyes oh, yeah. that girl is something else and you can see she's very proud of this lizard <laughs> <laughs> i caught it with my face <laughs> Somebody. And you, you you were like oh we finally caught it. she finally caught a lizard and anna and I, anna and i were both like no i think it caught her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> somebody posted oh i like the face method <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. So that was is, is that a thing in California is to try to catch lizards? Well, little kids, you know, my boys were always trying to catch salamanders here. But in California, it's, you know, it's these lizards and they're running all over the place. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We had them in Georgia. We had a bunch mm. of little lizards around our house in Georgia and I used to try to catch them. They're so cute. <laughs> 
they don't there's no risk of biting or anything like that they seem, they seem bigger than like a grasshopper where yeah. i wouldn't be afraid of getting a grasshopper or roly-poly or something yeah they're bigger or, they're bigger but and actually they're so fast i'm just surprised i'm surprised yeah. that it's just sitting there it's like it's probably terrified going what are those big blue things <laughs> Are they pools? And she didn't squish it. I mean, that she had the dexterity to capture it and not hurt it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, um, yeah, surprising. <laughs> and no, I don't think they, blizzards don't bite, do they? I, I've never. I have no funny. idea. You know what's funny, Anna? Like, I'm sitting here thinking, well, lizards are adorable, but I hate snakes. Really, the only difference is legs. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really, I'm not sure why I feel that way, but I've a never. A little shorter, been, too. Right. I've never been afraid of a lizard, whereas a snake, I'd be like, yeah, no, that's all right. Yeah. I might have asked the question because I just watched the King Kong Godzilla movie. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> a, a big lizard. lizard. Yeah. <laughs> really is dangerous, but, you know, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't think they bite. But, you know, who knows? They it didn't bite her. <laughs> They're probably best friends right. now. She probably took it. To bed <laughs> <with her. laughs> Aw. yeah. I wonder if they kept him. I'll have to check. <laughs> so what's lizard status? Hopefully it wasn't a baby alligator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You got to get rid of it. No, yeah. I'm named him. Yeah, right. <laughs> We better release him in this swimming pool just so he'll be okay. Right. <laughs> so sweet. I'm so glad you, you got to spend time with them. I mean, yeah, boy, you know, looking back a year ago, you know, we, we weren't really sure when we were going to get to see people. And yeah. what a great feeling. I, I haven't been able to see family yet that I haven't seen in a while. I'm, that's coming soon. Yeah. But um, that must cross your mind just how, how blessed you are to be able to see them. Definitely. Definitely. And um, yeah, I, it, it, you know, when it first happened, that's the longest I've been away from Callie, the oldest, because, you know, I've known her since she was a tiny baby. And I had never been away from her more than a couple of months. And so six months was really tough. Yeah. So, um, Mm. but yeah, I was glad to catch up with all of them. And they've all grown up and and they're just, every time I see them, they're just all doing so great. So sweet. Yeah. Hey, Anna, are are your kids in school? Like physically go to school school? I can't remember. No, we were able to opt into doing a hybrid, but we didn't. Uh-huh. Um, we chose to just stay remotely for the rest of the year. So, but the district is back, and they they gave you that option. But mm-hmm. it, it, that's mm-hmm. what I couldn't remember. Every community is so different. I it's so hard to keep track of who's back and who's not. We decided, you know, to just take our time going back in person. Was that parents um, or was that kids? Are the kids good with that? It was both. Oh, yeah, okay. it was both. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Because I mean, I'm not going to say that the pandemic and the quarantining is not impacting us. It definitely is. But I don't think it's, uh, I truly believe that it's not impacting us in a way that uh, many seem to be. Part of me was also glad that they wanted to stay um, because I am a little concerned about how people are behaving these days. Uh, mm-hmm. Now that we're seeing people return to normal, sort of, you know, as best as we could, we've been given a glimpse of how people are behaving. And I'm not I'm not really digging it. Mm-hmm. No, I feel like I'm seeing weird stuff even in my neighbor in my own neighborhood, like so much criminal activity on my neighborhood app. And my neighbors and I are always texting each other ring doorbell videos of prowlers more frequently than usual. Yeah. And then nationally, we have seen more mass shootings in the first quarter of 2021 than in 2018, 2019, and 2020. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I found out between January 1st and April 15th of this year, we have had 147 mass shootings but around this time in the first quarter so between january 1st and april 15th of 2018 it was 62 in 2019 at this time april 15th of 2019 it was 78 reports of mass shootings and in 2020 it was 81 reports so now we're at 147 uh of the mass shootings and then as far as the school shootings we're at 37 this year and we already beat 2019, all of the entire year 2019, which only had 20, well, I'm not going to say only 25 school shootings, but it's less than what we have only, and we're only at mid-April. We're talking and, the entire right. year of 2019. And the kids haven't been at school, so. 
right. that just 2019, we were in school. It's 2020. Oh. 2020 had 10 school shootings. Oh, I see. And that was because everybody was remotely, but 25 in 2019. This year is 37 and it's only mid-April. I'm not just even talking about um, the school shootings, but also just, I don't know, shootings in general, that Knoxville shooting that happened last Sunday. The one in Indianapolis yesterday. And then that ex-NFL player. I don't know. That case is so interesting, the, the NFL player that you're talking about. Philip Philip Adams. Philip Adams, yes. They haven't released a lot of, of details, but the, the doctor that he shot was a doctor that had treated him. And you do wonder if, if it is CTE related, and like you're saying, there have been a lot of pressures. COVID has, has really done a number on a lot of people's mental health, but that just... Uh, it was a horrible incident in the fact that he, you know, he killed small children. He killed a, a, a random man that was working at the home that just happened wrong place, wrong time uh, when that happened. But other than that, it was a very personal crime. He very specifically went after that person. And um, I, I, I don't expect they will ever release a lot of details about that. But I have a feeling in that case, there is more than meets the eye um, as, as to what happened. Uh, just tr- tragic all the way around. His his father said he was a, a perfectly nice, normal, loving, happy kid until he played football, and the, that points to the CTE, the the you know head trauma uh, being an issue in that case. And those close to him say that it was only in recent months he'd been depressed and not mm-hmm. his old optimistic driven self. Mm-hmm. And then like his sister was saying, his mental health degraded so fast and so terribly bad. And do we know what kind of doctor was he just his primary? Uh, was the doctor the primary caregiver or was he a certain type? Or was he, he was a, a all I know is that he was a very renowned physician locally, but I don't know specifically what what practice he was under. Um, I don't think it was mental health. I think it was physical, not that mental health isn't physical health, but you know what I mean? I don't think he was in the psychiatric field. I think he was in the, um, the physician, the physical physician field. So, um, I'm not exactly certain, um, what that is. They're, they're keeping a very tight lid on that story. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it does it does feel scarier. I, I agree with you. And it does Do you seem, agree with that? I wasn't sure I if do. it was just me. No, no, I, no, no. no. I, it, I must sound like a real weirdo right now, just saying everybody's weird right now. No, it does feel scarier hearing all this stuff. And what I'm trying to figure out is, and it's interesting hearing you read those statistics, because it feels like it's just the last month. It feels like it's just the last few weeks. These and I'm talking, putting aside other other things that have happened in the country in the last you know year or two, these these random people taking automatic weapons and going to a place where they either know or don't know people and opening fire on those people, it feels like that didn't happen for a year and then it suddenly started happening in the last month. But if I'm listening to what you're telling me, while that is true, it's not like it suddenly happened in the last month. It's been building for a while. Why haven't we heard more about it? Is it that we are so focused on COVID. It, it, it's kind of like when the when the war in Iraq broke out. It's not like we suddenly, suddenly didn't have any other thing happening in the world. It's just that that's all we ever heard about. So have we, has the news just reached a COVID fatigue where now they're telling us these things? Or are these things really happening more? Everyone's probably going to have to fact check me on all those numbers that I just threw out at you. But that's, it's just sort of this feeling I'm getting is that, mm-hmm. wow, is it really safe out there right now? Because everyone's mm-hmm. just kind of whack. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like, and I hate to say this, but I just feel like even though I can't really speak to the number of police misconduct incidents happening in 21, 2021 so far, but, you know, with what's happening in Minnesota, you know, the confusion between her gun, her taser gun and a gun and 26 year veteran in the force and and then that whole that Virginia police officer uh, Joe Gutierrez pepper spraying and using excessive force on that black Latino uh, army lieutenant uh, during a traffic stop you know putting all of it together you know what what is going on where where is the where is the disconnect happening with everybody all these shooters the misconduct this and that maybe I'm watching the news too much because I'm stuck here at home I don't know I had uh, something 
else I wanted to talk to you guys about this going through my mind um, with that the recent police shooting the the female officer Kim Potter like you said she was a 26 year veteran um, you can hear on the on the tape where she says I'm going to tase you and then she's like oh my god I shot him she genuinely does sound surprised it does feel like how is that possible your taser is belted on one side your gun's belted on the other they have a different catch they have a they have a different feel I wasn't there. The heat of the moment. He was resisting. All of the things that are going on, I don't really know about that. But is it just me or when it's a woman, do you feel that little extra sense of, oh, it, it, do you guys feel that too? Like, like part of me, like it, if this were a man, I'd been like, oh, there's no way he didn't know that was a taser. He shot him and he's lying. But because it's a woman, and this is my prejudice, because it's a woman, I'm like, oh man, she felt bad. Maybe she really did mean to tase him, you know? Um, I, I seem to want to give her that little extra latitude, and I don't think that I should. I will admit that I did a little bit of the same thing. I was talking to my husband about that because what my question was, watching the video, was where are the men, why aren't they closer to the situation than she is at that point? Uh, why was she the one to go have to go to the, uh, that particular person and, and you know, uh, get to that point? M- Mark made a really good point. He said, you know what, a woman officer is not gonna want to be to feel like she can't do the job, probably, you know. But I feel like, isn't it kind of well known that um, men have a, a tend to have a, a stronger upper body and, you know, that kind of thing? Like, um, I don't know, and that's where he was saying, yeah, but, you know, no matter who you are, you, you're going to want to do the job no matter what, you know, uh, whether it's right there, closest to the the said perpetrator at the time. And, right. Um, yeah, I, I think he, I suspect he's right. I mean, there's there's a protocol, you know, maybe because she was the veteran officer of the three of them. You know, I think they, they definitely practice who does what, when, and what order to whom. And that was her job to do that. And you know what? I'm willing to bet she's arrested a million people in the same situation that were bigger or faster than her and did it with no problem, you know. Um, every single situation is different, and police never, ever know what they're walking into at any given time. I mean, you do have to—I always consider that. The police do not—it's easy to look back at stuff and say, well— you know, he just had a bad registration. Well, he did have a warrant for his arrest. Well, it was he missed a court date. Well, it was for a weapons charge. I mean, things do 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 start to pile up. But in that particular situation, in that moment in time, we have we really I mean, we have the body cam footage, but we really don't know what it's like to be in that situation, either for the police officer or for the person that that's that's being arrested. Um, and so it, it's really hard to say, but, um, I'm willing, you know, I think I agree with Mark in that probably, you know, in her 26 years, there were many other situations where the exact same thing happened and it went a completely different way. I think for me, it was a sadness. I was like, it just made me sad that it was a woman. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, have we not had all this horrible stuff going on? We may never even have second guessed that. Yeah, because now we have to we have to be accountable and we have to pay attention. We can't let it's like we can't let anything slide, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, not that we would want to, but we have we've been guilty of even a bias toward a woman. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely guilty. I I, and I could feel it in myself. I'm like, this isn't right, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but it's 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 hard not to you know, to see that. A part of it too is that it's, it's so, so much harder for women to, you know, women, the old old expression, you have to work twice as hard to get half as far. And, um, I think that's probably nowhere, uh, more prevalent than in the police force and our armed forces, anything where you are talking about not only a physical size, but, uh, a temperament, you know, the knock that women tend to overthink things. And, you know, that's why they like men in these situations because they can just you know, tell them, tell them what to do and they'll do it. Um, and so I, I just, I, I always, I guess cringe is the word I feel like when, when a woman is embroiled in, in a situation where, you know, clearly something went very, very wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of women going very, very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And what was that situation going on there? 
Oh, here in the home? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. One cat had the audacity to walk in the path of another cat. And, um, you know, you, you can't you can't walk walk across this line, you know, you know, <laughs> but uh, Sharon is uh, my uh, my wife has gone to to deal with it. Good. <laughs> they, got, they have a ref. <laughs> they do. There's a referee. They've been much calmer. I, I will say, generally speaking, the cats have been really, really much, much better. But uh, I don't know. That was just a moment where, all right, I've given you your leeway. I'm done now. Claire just doesn't miss a beat. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that they uh, they calmed down a little bit because they heard the last podcast? <laughs> they did. They did. Like, Is they... that what we sound like? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Is that what... <laughs> so I got to calm like... down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing them the, the Taylor Swift song, You Need to Calm Down, yeah. and I think that, that's kind of helped them a little bit. Yeah. What will people you think? You need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's just, it's just tragic. It's sad. And when Mm -hmm. it's so easy to look at our world, like you said, Anna, it's easy to want to hide in your house. And not that that's what you're doing, but I see that. It's like uh, I went, my son wanted to meet on Saturday morning. And so he had me meet him at Fremont in Seattle. There were people everywhere. They were all wearing masks. There was cars. There were people it felt so amazing. Yes. And I'm not a crowd person really, but, you know, and it's like it, there is that part of me that wants to hide at home and doesn't want to be exposed to anything. But then to see people out was like, oh, people. It is. It is. It is nice. So I, I, I get what you're, what you're saying, Anna. And like I said, I agree and I feel it too. But I think it is important to get out. And it does feel good when you see people when you go to a park or you go to uh I don't like them in the grocery store so much I wish they'd all stay home but but when you're out at a park or out at an event I can't wait for a sporting event honestly I'm looking I I don't care what it is I'm going to go to the first organized sporting event that's like within two miles I'm going to go to um, little league football little league uh, baseball Bring it on. Bring it on. I will absolutely go to it. Well, and I wanted to add something about the CTE. Did you know that people that think they have it, when they do die by suicide, they they go for the heart rather than the head because they want their brain to be uh, analyzed? That was started by, um, I don't know if it was started by, but famously done by a football player named Junior Seau, who is a much, much loved football player for the things that he did uh, as in the community, on and off the field. And um, when he took his own life, he, he, did, he specifically did it for that reason. He shot himself in the, in the abdomen. Um, and uh, it's terrible, terrible to think that you have to, to even get to that point in your life where you make that decision for yourself, but then to take that extra step and say, I'm, going to help other people by doing this oh just tragic mm-hmm. yeah you know but i i do hope we we learn something from from mr adams i i wonder if um if they're getting any closer to um cure for cte or brain damage itself like is there is there a way to fix the brain i mean turn around Mm-hmm. what the results of, of brain damage. I'm sure they're they're studying this somewhere, but I wonder how close we are. This is a good question because in the olden days, it was like where people would say, well, you know, if you had a brain injury, that's just the way it is. But according to Dr. Caroline Leaf, we can begin to change our brain. And she worked with a lot of people with brain injuries, traumatic brain injuries, that were able to uh, basically revive their brain by changing the way they thought and so it sounds so crazy but I think that you know her technique she has a new book she talks about it and um, so I think there is a possibility of you know being able it's not going to be anything overnight it's going to take a lot of work but I think the theory of well this is the way it is and it's going to stay this way I think that there actually is more hope uh, if we can find the right way. Mm-hmm. What she talks about, if, if I'm understanding her correctly, um, is there's, abil- there's an ability with your mind to ultimately 
help your body rewrite new pathways, like literally rewriting where the neurons and the little axons and little things fire around. You can actually rewrite those. So, um, you know, in her case, she's talking about sort of reprogramming yourself to learn these things. So that's interesting if that could be applied toward damage, depending on the severity and the location of the damage. When she first started her career in South Africa, that's what she did. She worked with people with traumatic brain injury. Really? Yes, that's what she did. And so that's why she started this research, because she saw improvement. But the theory, and everyone, all the psychiatrists said she was crazy, because they said it was like, well, that's the way they are. Well, that's the way it's going to be. The damage is done. And she dared to say, I don't think the damage is done. I mean, the damage is done, but I think there that with certain ways of being that we could start to improve and mm-hmm. change. And she believes this about depression. She believes it about anxiety. And she's been she's been pioneering alone. Uh, people are starting to get on board now. But, uh, you know, when she tried to write her thesis and all of that, <laughs> she came up a, against a lot of what are you talking about? This is, you know, there is no way to fix this. Gosh. Yeah. It, it, it's almost like the analogy of, you know, when a road when a road collapses, you just build another road around it. Um and it's interesting that her, her research is, is showing that in some cases that's possible, but I, you know, the brain is so, I think we, I think we barely know what we know about the brain. And there are people who've studied it all their lives that are great surgeons. And I think we we're just barely tapping into to what's in there. And today she was talking with Judd Brewer, who is a neurosurgeon like her too. They both said, when we begin to understand our brain, we can change so many things because we can see patterns. And by thinking different and changing habits and behaviors, you know, again, it reroutes things. And so I think that it's really Mm -hmm. starting to come to light. It's just not very well known. As a coach, I love that because my biggest struggle as a coach is why do people keep wanting to do those bad things like relapse or like when we try to set a new habit about exercise and then we, you know, we sort of go, oh, I just want to stay in bed. It's like, what what Mm -hmm. is the reason we do that? And part of it is because we just think, oh, well, that's the way we are instead of, hey, I can can think different. I can start to change my brain to be more active and that we do have some control over our lives. I've I've heard you know before I think I think I heard it from you uh, that you know cha- you know how to make when you want to make a change how many times it takes to do something before it's a habit right right um, and part of that is is the desire to do it you know like so for example I have my crossword puzzle streak I have I've been doing a crossword puzzle every day for a few years now and it's to the point now where I. I don't obsess about it. It's just become pattern that every single night I sit down and I do this crossword puzzle. I wish I were doing that about exercise. (laughs) I am not. Now, I do know that the times in my life when I have successfully exercised, if I did it two, three, four days in a row, suddenly you feel that need and it becomes physically a part of you, right? Um, So, you know, perhaps there's the part of me that, that wants to keep working on my brain and so I enjoy doing the crossword puzzle and there's the part of me that doesn't want to keep working on my body so I don't go running every day. Um, but I, I think there's absolutely something to that re- when you repeat something and becomes a habit, you, you do start to crave it more. And two things about that. Number one, doing crossword puzzles is so great for your brain because you're making it work. And she says we want to be learning something new every day. So we read, we do a puzzle, we do brain games and then the other thing was about, uh, what did you say about exercise or habit? Habit, Make, making it a habit. Right. You know, doing it doing it several days in a row. Exactly. And, you know, it's so like at the pool this morning, the lady on the way out, she goes, yeah, isn't that weird? It's so hard to make the habit of coming and it's so easy to let it go. And I, mm. I, so I am a wuss. I can't get in the water if it's cold. My sister jumps in. We grew up on the beach in the cold, cold water. She jumps in. By the time I get in, everybody's out. So all of a sudden, I started thinking about this changing my brain. And so what I would do is my sister always gets in the pool first. So, and I inched down and I was like, no, I'm just dropping in. And I did. And 
it was cold, but it was okay. And now I'm getting ahead of her and diving in every day. And it's cold. When you're, wow. when you're swimming with the masters, it's cold because they're working so hard. They've got to keep the water a little bit cold. But I'm changing this lifelong pattern. And we also were talking about this this morning. When we grew up on Woodby Island, we were told, you can't swim, you'll get hyperthermia. But we're learning about these people that acclimate so they swim a little bit every day until they acclimate and they can swim in the ocean, the Puget Sound. Even South Africa, I just watched the best movie, you guys, documentary, My Octopus Teacher. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Unbelievable. But he had to acclimate to that water. And I'm like, we tell ourselves things. People told us, oh, you'll get hypothermia, can't swim in the bay. So we didn't. And what if we just weren't told those things and we were like, start swimming and we acclimated and we swam every day as kids in the bay. How awesome Mm -hmm. would that have been? So I think that there's just a lot to this. And I think part of it is that we all believe a certain thing and we have to start changing our belief system. I call it our BS. And but we have to figure (laughs) out what to change. And for me, why can't I jump in? What a wuss. And finally, at my age, I mean, I grew up on the beach my whole life. I couldn't figure out how to just get in. And now I decided I just made a decision and I do it and I do it every day. And every day when I dive in, I'm like, I wish I'd been doing this for years. Mm -hmm. So, Lori, are we going to see you in uh, the next New Year's polar plunge (laughs) at uh, Lake Washington? Oh, no, no, it's not Lake Washington. It's uh, it is at Puget Sound, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Elliott Bay. It's everywhere. It's Puget Sound. It's the lakes. We did it at Lake Sammamish. (laughs) Yeah. Special Olympics that when they do it in the Midwest, they got to break the ice to jump in. So good. I'll say that. I think I'll consider it. That would be huge for me. (laughs) In fact, I want you to go polar plunge hopping. So first at Lake Sammamish, (laughs) then Lake Washington, (laughs) then Elliott Bay. Well, there's this thing called Wim Hof. Have you heard of it? What do you want? It's called Wim Hof. What people are doing is they're getting, they either have these cryo cooler tubs, like a hot tub, only cold, or they take a very cold shower. So after their shower, they turn the cold water in, they on, they stand for a minute and they breathe because you do. It makes you go. <gasps> and so it's it's a way of shocking your body and giving your, your body a, like a reaction to get the blood flowing and everything. So I have looked at it like that. That's my Wim Hof. And when I come up, I breathe and I'm like, okay, I think I'm doing this. <laughs> well, we can start wrapping up. Is there anything sure. we missed? I feel like I just kept bringing no. stuff up and I'm like, I don't hey. know if that's all we got to bring stuff up. Okay. Yeah. We want you to bring stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> well, now it's time to go. <laughs> so, but hey, wait, there hasn't been a song. Is there a lizard song? Hmm. Something about Elton John's song. coming into my head. See, well, Jim Morrison was the Lizard King. So oh, there you go. A bunch of door songs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so unlike Anna to not find a song with one of these things. I have nothing with reptiles. Oh, I, I know. Um, Union of the Snake. Duran Duran. <laughs> That's all I know. Right. Okay. I'll take it. Now, hearted snake. Okay. Well, just. <laughs> Does Taylor Swift have some snaky? But she has snake imagery, but does she actually say snake in any of her songs? Was it the Reputation Tour? I only remember Britney Spears having a, like a, a python or something around her. <laughs> was it? I don't know. ZZ Top, like Lizard Life. Song. Lizard Life. Did you say ZZ Top? ZZ Top. And uh, Aerosmith in uh, 2003, Lizard Love. <laughs> Whoa. I know. That's good. Chicken lips and lizard hips. That's Bruce Springsteen <laughs> from 91. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Lounge lizard, M-O-T-T. That's got, all I got. Uh, alligators all around. Remember, A, alligators all around. Mm. I don't remember the rest of it. Karma Chameleon is that? That's a chameleon. There you go. That's that is the only one I knew of among all those that you listed. Karma Chameleon. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, boy George. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that is all the time we have, everyone. Have a great day. 
You don't have to get your taxes done. Yes. May 2021 <laughs> has been pushed back. So whatever time you were going to use to finish up your taxes and mailing them, use it instead to listen to another episode of this podcast. Oh, one more thing, Anna. Yes. We said we needed a few more uh, downloads. And what did we get last week? Okay. I don't even, I don't think this is all true. I think there is something very wrong. I think somebody <laughs> okay. heard it and in Australia and they went, let's make this happen for these girls. Because they're it was awesome. Ireland. Ireland, in Ireland. Yes, it was <gasps> Ireland. Um, so, Claire, we got 34,000 downloads one day. And I think there was something wrong because we don't get that many per day, ever. <laughs> like yesterday, we had, I think, like 100 or something, maybe. But it doesn't get to 134,000. So something was up. <laughs> I'm not going to believe it. What were we talking about? <laughs> it was... It was an old episode from uh -huh. 2019. Work divorces. So it work divorce. No, sleep divorce. Sleep divorce. Right? Mm -hmm. Sleep uh -huh. divorces. Um, and I think it was the day that you got got on board, Lori. Uh, oh, uh, first time that you were uh, on that 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 podcast. Oh, I think. interesting. Well, it that was an old it. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 134,000. That was crazy. So I am not. I don't know if I'm going to put my heart in that one yet <laughs> those numbers yet i don't believe it okay we'll we'll just keep tracking but you guys keep on liking us keep on subscribing yes, <laughs> you love us it's okay yeah and we love you <laughs> what would we do without you i love you you love me Naughty it's dinosaur. Barney. barney there you go dinosaurs, dinosaurs are just big lizards yeah <laughs> Everybody do the dinosaur. <laughs> dinosaur. Boom, boom, makalaka, boom. <laughs> and there it is. Oh, and sorry about all the noise here. Our landscapers came. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. Our landscapers came too. What? Oh, really? So yeah. I was about to apologize to you for all the noise. That was hilarious. <laughs> I had to mute myself at one point because I'm like, this is no way. There's no way. This is crazy. <laughs> nope, they're everywhere. Landscapers, they're dogs, everywhere. cats, lizards. Yeah, lawnmowers. <laughs> oh, well, take care, y'all. This is Listen and Learn. Or not. <laughs> Later, Gator. Later, Gator. Later, Gator. <laughs> Later, Lizard. <laughs> Little lizard. Little lizard. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.